So did you guys talk about how um, the Chocobo theme just kind of feels like it starts but never gets going? Oh, it's yeah. So, oh, my gosh. I don't I don't know if we mentioned it, so we should we should open with it. So, yeah, we didn't mention that it doesn't have that turnaround. The oh, okay. I don't think we mentioned it in detail, though, so we can definitely talk about it. Yeah, it sounds like a ringtone. <laughs> Speaking of fear rhythm, yeah, I was like, it's amazing they put the original Chocobo theme in that game because it's just like it's stuck on the the loop. <laughs> oh, they oh put wow, the, I didn't realize that. They put the short loop in Theater Rhythm. There's a uh, B. Have you played uh, Theater Rhythm, the new one? Yep. Yeah, I think yeah. they ha I think they have Final Fantasy II as its own like series, and like it's all the pixel, like most of it is like the original versions. Yeah, oh, wow. So, so it just has like the extreme, like just listening for like two minutes straight, just the Chocobo like first two bars looping. <laughs> I bought that game when it very first, not when it very first came out, but all my friends were playing it. Like I'd get on Switch and have like 30 friends online, all of them playing Final Fantasy Theater. And I was fun. like, oh, I got to get this game. So I bought it immediately and I still have not turned it on. Yeah. Oh, so you'll get addicted to it for like a week, probably. Really? I've been trying to find a way to like uh, find a fight stick with two joysticks on it because I really want to be able to like actually hit something. Yeah. Because playing rhythm games with my thumb just feels like I'm getting carpal tunnel all the time, or like it just doesn't feel like I should be <laughs> playing a rhythm game with like a, you know, a, yeah, a, switch, a pro switch controller. If you ever find a uh, cabinet for it, it's super fun. Yeah. yeah. Like at round one, they have them. So every now and then they have them. They usually have like the the free play, so you can just do three songs for like one swipe of your card, and it's like five credits, which is like five credits less than everything else there. Carl just plays the extreme three times, so he's on the I, machine for I like have, twenty minutes. I have done so that. many fucking versions of like Man with a Machine Gun in there because they have like not just like okay, now you're playing FF8, now you're playing uh, Record Keeper, which also has versions of eight songs, and then now you're playing okay. like a medley version, or now you're mm -hmm. playing like. Uh, like there's a series one. I know there's they put near and like Chrono Trigger and shit. Yeah, they put so Adventure. the Chrono Pack comes out. I think in like two weeks or something like that. Oh, nice. They have a bunch. There's like an absurd amount of music. Oh, yeah. I want it to come to PC so people can like put their own songs and maybe make their own control schemes for it. Oh yeah, that'd be really cool. Play with the Guitar Hero controller or Donkey Konga version. Oh my gosh, that'd be so cool. I never <laughs> the even Donkey Konga. <laughs> you know what else I wish I could play with the Donkey Konga pads? Final Fantasy 2 for the Famicom. <laughs> I feel like it wouldn't be that hard because there's literally just like there's two buttons on an NES controller. Two oh, buttons. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. couldn't think of a segue to get us into the fact that this is the every FNFF podcast. <laughs> better than better than I could have come up with. I was also trying to think of one. I'm like, I got nothing this week. I was waiting for an opportunity and I was like, ah, I'm just not talented enough. I just haven't been to I didn't complete podcast school. I dropped out in the last year and never got my degree in podcast. You know who else is bad at segues? The every FNFF podcast. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Curtis, when you were saying you dropped out of podcast school, I was like, yeah, dude, every t every battle that I get into since the start of the season, I've been trying to level up my podcast proficiency by casting podcast. In <laughs> well, battle, yeah, you have to use all 10% of your podcast, though. To get I'm the, only at the like level up. three, and I've been doing this shit for <laughs> how many years now? I don't yeah. want to think of how many years this has been going on, but more importantly than anything we have to say, we have a very special guest with us. Do, would you like we to do. introduce yourself? Uh, sure. Hi, my name's B. I go by Eyes on B. Um, I stream on Twitch sometimes. It's been very uh, infrequent because life, but um, I've played every single Final Fantasy game, and I actually am one of the rare few who don't hate Final Fantasy 2. 
Nice. I don't know. I, a rare I, breed, indeed. I, yeah, I, I get why people don't like it. I really understand it, but I did a playthrough of the Pixel Remaster, which definitely fixes a lot of issues, but, I mean, the GBA version's really good, too, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. I just, everybody who poops on it, I just don't get it, because I feel like a lot of the same issues exist in one and three when you play them and um i don't know i it's a fine game I, also, I've, I've really been enjoying it yeah i, I am also a non-hater of final fantasy 2 i am a, a defender good story like it's, it's a really good story NES, it's a, that's a, that's what i always say to people i'm like that's an nes game and i feel like it, it, if they remade ff2 and like modern era obviously they'd have to cut a lot of the back and forth because that that that's one of the things i don't like is how much you have to like go back to altair that's like when in (laughs) doubt go back to altair and talk speaking of the first thing we're doing today (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah you we you we mentioned you i think a last episode because of uh this lady in Joseph's house. I oh my god, yeah. I don't understand <laughs> yeah. her. What is she? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this lady? Why are we just giving her kids? <laughs> <laughs> like originally she's just standing outside and she's like thinking about Joseph. She says something like that hints that she has feelings for him, and then once he gets stoned, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> Then she goes inside and she's like, okay, I guess I'm taking care of Nellie. And I'm like, I hope that's not the mom. <laughs> she's just pressed up against like Joseph's window and she has the sickos shirt on. <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah. Well, at least uh, Nellie. Nellie, Molly, whatever mm-hmm. version you're playing. I think it's Nellie in most of the versions I've played, but yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. But uh, at least she's safe has some sort of parent figure now perhaps she's safe we literally know nothing <laughs> about this this guardian that she has and later on in this game there will be reason to to doubt uh people based on their appearance but um before we go to altair we can actually i think in the in the pixel remaster i i didn't try this in the um in the NES version, because walking around in the NES version is a nightmare. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. we can go around to some of the other towns and we see that they're very battle damaged. Um, yeah. A lot of yeah. them. And uh, we get some dialogue like from someone in, I think, Paloom that says, oh, this is horrible. They're saying the Emperor, uh, the Empire captured Princess Hilda, airship and all. You have to go back to Altair and tell the rebels what happened. So obviously pointing you in that direction. And I think my first thing was like, OK, well, I need to get back to Altair. What's the fastest way to do that? I'm going to go go to the airship. And I went to the bar and it was completely empty. And I'm like, wait, yeah, obviously it wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do that. Oh, yeah, because it got nabbed in the like, yeah, previous yeah. cut scene. I forgot about that. <laughs> we have a canoe at least yeah there, there's a, a pirate in one of the towns that say uh says uh they be saying the emperor the emperor the empire they, do, they do be the, saying <laughs> captured the princess and sid's airship lock stock and barrel uh one of the pirates says uh maybe i ought to join the imperial army while there's still time which like dude don't be a class traitor just because come on dude um but yeah, so we can take the uh, the boat back to Altair. And Altair also doesn't have anybody outside. I think if we're playing the Famicom version, we can use our 1987 imagination to believe that it's all bombed out and destroyed. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, no one's outside. Everybody's holed up in the um, 
in the hideout. In the in the uh, super discreet hideout that is just like right across the street from like the inn or whatever. Yeah, the largest mansion in town. Yeah, the biggest uh, house in the in the town did not get hit, and luckily all the rebels are still safe. And I do like like it's cool because like the uh, the hideout has constantly changing dialogue depending on like what portion of the game you're in, which I think is awesome. Like, I yeah, love like, that like it's there's that one guy in the throne room who's kind of an ass to you. Yeah, I love this. What a I'm just reading it like uh, George Costanza. Like, well, the princess was captured. And of course, it's all your fault too. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> there's a um, there's a person in here who tells us that like literally. Hilda was on the airship so that they could come to Kashan and see us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like on their way to see us. And that's like why we saw them above, like uh, right above us and being captured by the dreadnought. So like, oh, what terrible timing. Nobody else. Oh, you also said you blow up the dreadnought. You couldn't blow your way out of a cloth sack. <laughs> <laughs> fucked up. It's fucked up. Um, there is the, the dude who's got, I guess he's like sort of like a red mage. He's got like the cool hat and stuff, uh, just kind of wandering around the throne room. And he says, oh, uh, yeah. I've just received word that the dreadnought is headed somewhere north of Finn. Yeah. And oh, that is yeah. the line that really prompted me to, to message you guys. Like when I was <laughs> first playing through this as I've got some bones to pick with this game. Oh, I think I know what you might be saying. Because... In the NES version, this makes total sense. Okay, I need to go north of Finn. How do I get there? Okay, I just go... It, uh, there's nothing I can get to in the north of Finn because of the mountain range. I have to just kind of go northwest. And eventually, that kind of loops around, and we are on a globe, which you can see on the NES version if you hold like the B button and select or whatever. And But if you're on the Pixel remake and you're looking at the world map... The area that the Dreadnought landed in is comfortably, like, in the southmost point of the world and of the map. So I was like, so it's north of Finn, which, I mean, it technically is north of Finn, but it is in the south of the map. Like, that's like saying, like, oh, the South Pole is north. You got to go north. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you know, Russia, it's it's just north of Canada. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah like, right, right. So I spent a large majority of my time in this section on the on the Pixel Remaster just wandering around aimlessly, like grabbing the Chocobo, going all over the world, trying to find stuff, getting into battles that I had no right being in because I was in a... Va- I was like, oh, cool, there's a Colosseum here near a desert. And I, like, <laughs> walked out in the desert and got into a battle with, like, five very scary-looking monsters that immediately killed me and i was just like oh i shouldn't be here so i thought that that's what you were gonna say because like i walked north from finn and buddy did i run into some fucking enemies oh yeah <laughs> like, i just got annihilated by these enemies like everything out there was just like i couldn't touch it i'd do no damage to it if i critical i'd do like three damage or something and then like it would just do 500 damage <laughs> to me at once it's like, oh. there's like weird birds and dual heads yeah, the dual head's a really cool enemy type, too. It's like the buff guy. They look like fishy genies. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's like the tough fish from uh, Spongebob that like eats oh, yeah. bowls of nails for breakfast without any milk. Salty spittoon. He's not going to let you into the salty spittoon. The <laughs> um, those bird enemies I also want to talk on, because by the time I finally got to this area, like to find the Dreadnought in Pixel Remaster, I was just, I had walked around so much that I was like, okay, whatever. I'm just getting a chocobo and I'm going to find my way. And I finally found it. So I didn't get into any encounters in the Pixel Remaster. And that bird is a very specific enemy that at a certain point in the game just does not appear anymore. And in order to get the, the platinum trophy or like all achievements or whatever, you need to encounter every enemy and get a full bestiary, which I could not do by the time I realized that I only have two like achievements left to get, which is complete the bestiary. And then you have the trophy that shows you, you did it all. Yeah. 
I, I did that recently with FF3 where I, uh, I was playing it on stream. I was like, all right, going for the platinum. And I forgot one enemy in Castlehine, which doesn't exist at the end of the game. So I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I have to play through half the fucking game again to get this one enemy. I, that was a, a good way for me to be like, well, I'm not going to platinum this then. <laughs> Maybe someday <laughs> down the road, but. Yeah. Add it to the deck. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about uh, Carl's little uh, activity deck he has for his streams. Oh yeah, let's uh, add all achievements on Final Fantasy games to one of the card draws I do. Oof. So then what happens? And then what happened? Um, I guess we have to talk to the king, right? And maybe he tells us about... Uh, he tells us that uh, uh, Hilda was on her way to thank us on the airship. That's why she was there. Um, so and the also, princess felt bad. This is what Minwoo says. The princess felt badly about always sending you out on such dangerous assignments. So she like wanted to take the airship to meet you there. It's like... Now we have to go on, like, arguably one of the most dangerous yeah, the assignments. Most dangerous. To, and it's made even more dangerous. Well, I, 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 I appreciate that Hilda is an NPC that gets a lot of characterization, which <laughs> is, like, the first character character in a Final Fantasy game. Because, like, FF1, nobody had the amount of, like, back and forth or speech that Hilda has in this game. So I was like, oh, wow, she, she's the first important character in in NES RPG like this. Yeah, and it's a nice sentiment, and it's admirable. That's right. I said an NES RPG, not just Final Fantasy. Bring, bring it on. Come at me, everybody else. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> Mother One heads out here fuming. Actually, I don't know when that <laughs> game came out. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we're off to the Dreadnought, right? Which is actually in the southwest of the entire ass map. But to get there, we have to go northwest. Wait, <laughs> hold on. Looking at the map, we technically could have walked there from Kashan's Keep. Yeah, so uh, yeah, you could. You could have gone yeah. south from there. I was gonna say I actually ended up doing that because I couldn't get past those fucking random encounters that were on the way to the uh, dreadnought. I was like, I keep dying. What is happening? So I actually went all the way back to Kashan, got a chocobo, and then just ran down to it. That seems like it makes more sense, but it would have taken a while to get back. It would have been annoying to go back to Kashan. They just like uh, let's not make them backtrack. Sure. this time it, it's funny on the uh, on the pixel remake the the first way i played this game um i didn't really have too much of a, a of an issue in the in the dreadnought i might have been like over leveled or just the quality of life improvements made it a little less rough um but i'm also seeing that outside of the dreadnought i have a screenshot of me in a cottage right before going into the dreadnought and i'm like oh that actually explains a lot because on the nes version i had to do a lot of dipping in and dipping out <laughs> because yeah, uh it yeah. is it is rough in there Inside the dreadnought. Mm-hmm. Now, so we we find the dreadnought, and it's like just hanging out in like a a bay, kind of like a weird it, just. So I, it's hard to say what it is, but it's just like a structure that's holding it. There is an NPC in the in Altair who says that it is parked at a refueling station, or like, uh, a, yeah. like a, a supply depot. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's like airbase. Yeah. And like I think the king says too, he's like, our one chance for getting to the dreadnought is that it can't stay in the air forever. It will have to refuel at some point. It's got to get more of that. It's got to get more sun fire, I guess. Oversized, yeah, but not too much. <laughs> yeah, but not too much. Don't want to get too much. <laughs> they 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 parked at the like fueling station, and they're like, okay, well, we want to stay in the air for a while because we got a lot of a lot more cities to completely level. Uh, let's just like fill it up. Like, okay, the pump stopped. The sun fuel pump stopped. We're gonna just like hold it down for another yeah, like, five or ten seconds. Times. You know, give us a little extra on this trip. Uh, you know, That's right. sunfire <laughs> prices are only going up. <laughs> Thanks, Emperor. <laughs> like, you know, we gotta we, we gotta use all we can. They stop it in New Jersey. They're not allowed to pump their own sun fire. 
I think this is the first dungeon, too, that you can't revisit because of plot reasons. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, that might make sense. Oh, yeah. So this is another area where you really need to, like, fill out your bestiary. I think there's, like, and also some items maybe that are missable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I think there's also, and I I can't remember for sure um, what happens, but there's... There was mentioned before, uh, I think we talked about it like many episodes ago, where someone was like, to get on the Dreadnought, you need a pass. And I think yeah, we got the pass say. from somewhere. Like, we already we got have it. that. Yeah, we got it uh, when we went into the Basque sewers, and right. we saw Borgen and the Dark Knight, and then we walked into that side room, and before we left, we grabbed the pass from there. Yeah, because when, when we're walking onto... Um, onto the dreadnought we can there's a uh a, a, like a black knight that's just kind of waiting there i think he's like a captain is his enemy type and he's blocking the way and you can just use the item and give him um the pass and he'll just be <laughs> i think uh let me see he's like oh i'm t- t- terribly sorry welcome aboard. yeah he's like <laughs> nervous when you show him and your just, pass and stuff <laughs> it's weird that like we just there's no one else on this on this ship that is like civilian it's like a warship I was, yeah. you know, I was wondering that. I was like, oh, it's like the Zeppelin in Indiana Jones 3, where if we don't have the pass, he throws us out the window. No and ticket. He's like, no yeah. ticket. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's weird that everyone here is military except for us, which I guess explains that if you talk to anyone, you get in a, a very almost like unwinnable fight, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I assumed that was the case. So I didn't talk to anyone. I remember thinking when I encountered that like went in there that they would chase me i don't know why but that just seemed like the natural like it's just so weird to me that say you're you're playing the pixel remaster you turn off your encounters in there they they don't even like they don't care that's really? just so weird you can turn off encounters in the pixel remaster yeah i mean the, yeah, the emperor's the approval rating has really been plummeting especially with how high the the sunfire cost has gotten so uh, <laughs> it makes sense that they're like ah, i'm not fucking uh, i don't get paid enough for this um i think you i think it's technically a winnable battle on the nes version i attempted it a couple of times because i wanted to see if uh like a similar thing happened in the pixel remaster in uh finn you could talk to the soldiers and fight them um, and I beat one of those soldiers and then the battle ends and the soldier is still standing in front of you. So like it doesn't do anything. So I was wondering if you could get past this night without uh, the pass. And I think it might be possible, but he's got like 750 HP and the numbers that you're doing to him, even with like with Maria, I, I think I had uh, fire four and had some pretty decent attacks from um from guy and from Furion, and i was doing like no damage to him so i tried a couple mm. of times and i was like okay i'm using the pass i don't care <laughs> okay so like at the second paragraph in uh on the wiki it says after boarding the dreadnought the player must get past the guard the pass item can be presented to get past or the player can select the wild rose key term to mm-hmm. engage battle yeah if you say wild rose to them they they know i love that that's like the secret phrase for the rebels and oh stuff, they but, actually like, know yeah, the emperor, like the empire, knows. They're just like you say that to them, and they just say "rebel curs" or whatever, and they like attack yeah. you. They didn't say that when I, we said it in Basque. <laughs> they were like, "What's that?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've learned. They've gotten pretty good intel. They're too low on the on the on the uh, on the chain. Uh, may- yeah. Maybe they know it now because I told them that <laughs> when I was in Basque. That was probably <laughs> yeah, a bad call on my part. <laughs> hey guys, the secret word is "wild rose." If you hate the empire. <laughs> <laughs> It's a cab. That's right. Um, I think also another thing um, 
I, I don't know if this happens in the beginning of the dungeon, but if you try to use teleport, uh, it does not work. There's a, a force field that's preventing you from using teleport, which is something oh, that geez. I learned the hard way. Oh. There is a force field preventing you from teleport, and once you've gone through the dungeon enough, you cannot get back out of it until you are oh, done. I also so, learned that the hard way. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> so uh, there's there's a couple things preventing a uh, easy escape. In this yeah, stage. so so basically, our our objective in here is to um, find and rescue the princess, and inevitably then blow up the uh, the engine with the with the sunfire. Right. Um, right. I think there's what four floors on this. Uh, there's kind of like two different paths. So there's kind of like three floors each path or something, but some of them might be the same. Uh, there's the main floor. Yeah, there's floor one where all the the guards and soldiers are kind of walking around you can engage with and then um on your way to find uh hilda you can run into like a couple um like treasure rooms and like a room that has like um grating in front of it like it's a jail cell with treasures in it and there's uh -huh. like a hidden walkway that you can go through to get back there and uh, and get yeah it's items. like you can't get through the uh the gate so you have to just like walk to the other hallway and just go one square right and then you're in the yeah. in the cell i think i think it's the is that the ice shield room that is the there's thief's a, gloves i think ah, okay there, yeah. there's some good treasure in here there is like there's a knife that's pretty decent that's in there yeah how the, do you the say the name gauche? of that knife yes gauche? I, I wasn't ever gauche? sure how to say that so that's why i just said knife it's time to find out right I'm now never, on the every I'm, fnff podcast i'm never sure how to say anything Gosh. so i'm a bad <laughs> gorsh. Gorsh. yeah it's gorsh <laughs> <laughs> it's the go goofy left it there for us okay so that it main gauche or however you say it which i'll find out in a second is um is another name for a parrying dagger a category oh, of small handheld cool. weapon from the late middle ages that are from france Oh, it's actually literally just French for left hand. Oh, cool. Mm. Oh, that's really interesting because there's a character we meet soon that is left-handed. Yes, yes. How about that? French pronunciation. If it's gouache, <laughs> I would Well, I would the, be so the, mad. Paint is, the, the paint is gouache, right? Oh, I think, yeah. But I think it's G-U-A for that. Hold on. I'm, clicking, I'm clicking a video that says how to pronounce it, but it's not lo like loading. It's silly just gauche. Okay. Isn't that, isn't man, that like a man gauche? Isn't gauche like oh that's like unfashionable or something? Exactly, it's the same <laughs> spelling. Wow, man gauche. Um, there's also a giant's helm in here, which is interesting because not only does it like boost up your defense, but it also adds ten points of attack to you, which is really really nice. So yeah, it's not like the best true. defense, but it it really bumps up your attack. I'm learning all about the fucking this dagger now. Y'all y'all talk amongst yourselves for a little <laughs> while. I'm going to read this <laughs> Wikipedia one of, article. One of the items is a dark bow, which uh, I equipped to Maria. And she had like seven attack. And then I equipped that, that and she had 27 attack. And I was like, yes, dude, let's go. I, I never <laughs> use the bow with her because she's like my only magic user. But um, it's, it's nice to have that. <laughs> I always like to use her with fists. For some reason, that's like oh, that's so I, cool. I like to build her the opposite. Oh, cool, yeah. But Marie, yo, this is actually dope as hell, y'all. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> this so this dagger, this mangosh, uh, mangosh. The like the blade of it is a. Uh, it has like it's like a what the fuck? Uh, what what's the weapon that Raphael uses in Turtles? Oh, 
Are those the trident size? Yeah. So its blade has like two smaller blades on the side. And so you would use it to like, like instead of like um, knocking a sword away with your sword, you would use the mangosh to to like parry with that. And it would catch their blade in between the little crevice of the oh. the like three blades on it. So oh. you could then like control where you're putting their sword so that they can't just like pull it out and swing again because you can just be like no 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 and like grab it with yours and they can't remove their sword now and then you have like an open attack that's really really cool and that ain't that's uh i think there's also a parrying dagger in uh dark souls which i never use but apparently it's pretty good because you can parry with it (laughs) (laughs) just like batman well i'm excited to uh Forget how to pronounce that word by the next season that we oh, <laughs> have yeah. this weapon in the game because this uh, this weapon makes an appearance in pretty much every Final Fantasy from now yeah. on. Yeah. So there's the so the main floor which has the 600 gill in the corner and it's connected to like three monster rooms. Yeah, it's got it's got three of those trap rooms. Yeah, but one of them <laughs> leads <laughs> to yeah. Yeah, you're, it was interesting mentioning that uh, item behind a gate because. I got to that one with like the chest behind it. I couldn't get past it. So I was like, well, I guess I think I'll find a key. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, yeah. So later in the dungeon, I, there's the same gate keeping Hilda and, uh, and Sid, Sid captive. And I'm like, well, how am I supposed to get them out? I don't have a key yet. <laughs> You're like, I, I, I need to go and wander and op- open every chest and go into every room. <laughs> but <laughs> apparently you just interact with the gate. Yeah. And Turns out they just don't lock anything. <laughs> except for that one. Oh, except for that one room. Yeah, you're right. That's why I was like really confused. <laughs> they were like, oh, the princess and Sid, yeah, it's fine if they get out. But <laughs> but these the thief other, gloves, no, no. <laughs> the other one, like, it, it's just a couple of, um, like, if you go up on the wall a little bit, it's just one of those invisible tiles you can just, like, sneak through. Right. It's, like, so, off the map or whatever. Yeah. Right? Well, I wish I knew about that. <laughs> I think the map says it's a sleep blade. Yes. That just makes you means it makes you bleed and sleepy. Uh yeah, so the the sleep blade is actually pretty cool and I actually had some it it helped me out of some bad situations. Uh it it will um cast sleep on an enemy if you hit it with it, it I, I'm sure there's probably more to that. It might be a random chance or something, but pretty much anytime I used it on an enemy, it's like, enemy fell asleep. I was like, thank God, because these enemies are rough. So when I got to Dreadnought, I needed, like, I, I had to leave and, like, level up a bit, but my idea was, okay, I can see that, like, the first path that we can take pretty much leads right to the princess and Sid. So what I'll do, I'll go in, I'll rescue them, I'll get out, I'll yep. go back to a town, yep. I'll rest at an inn, and on the NES, this takes forever, because oh my God, if you have so the battle speed at, like, 7 out of 8, it still takes a while for each turn, and there's, like, several enemies deep, and you're drastically running out of spells and stuff, and it's it's it was really rough, and uh, finally, finally did that, I was like, okay, maybe I should go back, because I'm way under-leveled, I was like, nah, let me rescue the princess first. I went back after doing that and I tried to go out. At first I was like, I'm just going to teleport out and it'll be fine. It'll be great. And uh, (laughs) couldn't teleport out, went all the way back, fought my way back. I was like on death's door to where I would probably have trouble walking back to the town anyway. And there was just a knight at the bottom of like the exit just waiting there. And he was just like, they say that the princess escaped. And that's like the only thing he says. And you can't get past him and you just have to like continue on i was like well i'm starting over because there's no way i can do this <laughs> wow yep i um i got to that point and i was pretty much out of like 
most items. <laughs> like, I had like nothing left going, but I was like, well, I RNG spammed my way out of one dungeon. <laughs> I can do it again. <laughs> so I luckily got to the end of it. That's, Which, that's like, amazing. I guess we'll talk about it when we get there, but there is one saving grace to this dungeon. Like, there's one mercy that FF2 decides to throw at us in this dungeon. And, like, oh, thank yeah, God. at the very end. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, but there's another direction that we can take, um, which I have to say is pretty awesome. I'm, we're going back to Curtis's uh, uh, Famicom graphics corner. We're like, welcome. Like, you know, I'm sitting down in like, my chair, I got my robe on, I'm smoking a pipe. Welcome back to Curtis's Famicom Graphics Corner, where we discuss the best graphics on the Famicom. Uh, the second or third floor of the other route going to the engine has, like, a depth of field. Uh -huh. What? That's incredible. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> like, you can clearly see... I mean, it's not, like, blurred or anything like that, but you can clearly see that you are above another portion of the dungeon and that is incredible like you're like walking on like a it's like a little u-shaped room that you have to walk around yeah you can and, see um, the little soldiers walking around under there too is uh, you right? can it's, yeah, it's so really cool nice. i was like wow like <laughs> this game's really ambitious <laughs> i feel like the first game i mean the oldest game i can think of before i guess before i played this was like zelda on the snes because you like maybe see like mm -hmm. floors below you or something yeah like that. yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's that's wow, impressive. I can't believe they copied that from FF2. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's impressive. And, like it gives you a sense. This is just like people milling around down below. Yeah, oh, also, it's, it's it's worth mentioning that the deeper you get into the dreadnought, the harder the encounters get. Like you cool. go from fighting like the were rats or whatever, which are pretty annoying because they will just like paralyze your party. Um, and then you're also fighting things that are just casting blind on your party. So like you have to expend a lot of MP if you have a Suna leveled up so that yeah. you can like cure it. Cause the amount of times I got like blinded or, or whatever, like I did not have enough. Eye like there would be no, not enough inventory slots for me to even consider bringing eye drops with me. Yeah. 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 I played the last half of this dungeon blind because yeah. I just like, <laughs> I'm not leaving. I'm just going to. Just test my accuracy. Yeah. Just... Speaking of which, speaking of a uh, higher leveled enemies or or more difficult enemies, have we ever talked about battle rank? For I don't think so. I don't even another know one know what of that the is. yeah another one of the mysterious weird things that FF2 has going on under the hood is battle rank. <laughs> um. So this game, not FF8, is the first game to scale enemies to your stats i guess wow really yeah and so every encounter and every enemy can have seven battle ranks let me make sure that's right yeah every enemy in the game has seven battle ranks so if you fight like what is it called the leg eater right like yeah. you fight the leg eater mm -hmm. and you're like ah the leg eater what a clown pitiful fool well that's only because we've been fighting rank one leg eaters the leg eater levels up as the game goes on and it becomes more difficult um and uh the enemies get like more stats, new skills, um, and fighting them causes your proficiencies to grow faster too. Oh well, that's really cool. So this is one way of like blocking, like blocking you from scaling proficiency too quickly. But then at the end of the game, keeping you from having to like, like if I'm at the end of the game and I'm like, you know what? I really should have made Furion a spear user instead of a sword user. Well, no problem because my sword is now going to level up like seven times faster fighting the same enemies that I've been fighting because their battle rank is now higher. 
That's really cool. So, I think uh, I think it, it just it reminded me works. when you said like it gets more difficult as you go up the dreadnought, and I was like, yes. Not only are there different enemies, their battle rank increases. Yeah, I think this might be the first instance of us finding like a Gigas enemy. Oh god, the, which is like the, the giant enemy that like it takes up. Oh, like, they were huge. in the they were in Castle Kashan. <laughs> oh, were oh. they? Okay, I don't remember. Oh wait, no, 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 no. Those were the ogres. Never mind. I'm no, full yeah, of the shit. Ogre, the go ogres ahead. are like normal size. It's the I, giants I that are like. I didn't even know a monster could be this tall in a game. Like, yeah. size. A minor enemy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, I got jumped by one. It was the Hill Gigas. I think it was like this, the big room before the engine room. There's yeah. like four chests in the corner. The treasure chest, right? Yep. So it's it's very, this was the first instance of them um, doing a very popular mechanic in uh, Final Fantasy, which is uh, the vending machine and Dirge of Cerberus that you touch and then <laughs> a, a giant enemy jumps out of it. <laughs> You got pranked. You got, <laughs> you got punked. Yeah, inside the vending machine was a barrel. Inside that barrel was like enemy. Inside the enemy was a potion or something. Yeah, like that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it's just the silliest. But yeah, this hill gig is just was just eating hits forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's rough. Yeah, luckily I had done epic. a lot of uh, farming to get Maria's MP higher than her HP at this point. So, and I went there. I, I like by the time I finally was like. It was like my third attempt at taking on this dungeon after like learning everything that I learned. I was like, okay, I'm going, I'm getting a chocobo, and I'm running all the way there so I can have full all everything <laughs> as I get in there. Um, and that that finally seemed to help. Speaking of ranks and stuff, I've been looking for this page for a while. I found the page before we started doing the season of a pretty good walkthrough of all the different game mechanics and game systems. So I just dropped oh, nice. that in the discord. He's pretty good. I think the the spell proficiency works kind of similar. I didn't realize it. Uh, Zwanzig uh, pointed it out in our discord um, where if you're, if you're, if you're trying to like level up uh, cure or something, it'll only give you two points outside of battle. But if you are in battle and there's enemies that you're using stuff against or, or uh, different things, you'll you'll get higher, like more bang for your buck on each cast, as well as yeah. uh, potentially leveling up your MP stat. Which leveling up MP in NES sucks. Oh my god! Okay, so I, I started fully... doing the sap trick. And I was gonna say, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. It, it did not work as well as it did in the Pixel Remaster, and I needed it a lot more than I needed it in the Pixel Remaster, but there were times where I literally I thought was, was able to get like a critical hit on um, Maria by casting Sap, so it, it cut her uh, MP in half, and I was like, surely that's enough. It went from like 300 to 150. That's enough for a level up. Nope. <laughs> I finished that battle, and, and like... It's it's not guaranteed to actually work, so I had to like because oh, it was is all it sap not level guaranteed one, and to it actually was, work. It was so much grinding, and then I was like, "That'll work," and then it, it didn't. And I was like, "Oh my god, I hate this." <laughs> okay, so I have a, not. I was gonna say small aside, but this is not an aside. This is integral to Final Fantasy II, where I'm going. I'm getting up out of Curtis's uh, graphics corner, and I'm moving over to the other corner of the room where it's like sitting down and bitching about things corner. So I'm he's running fully out well of corners corner. quickly. Yeah, yeah, there's only so many corners in this room. But okay, the other thing. So I've now adequately fed up with Famicom Final Fantasy II. <laughs> I've mm -hmm. like gotten to the point where I'm like, I do enjoy playing a slow plotting old school RPG. I actually love it, right? Like I love playing Famicom Famicom Megami Tensei, like the original one, right? But 
the amount of time I have left in my life versus the amount of time <laughs> I need to dedicate to Final Fantasy 2, that ratio has become like too close to one, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so I have turned on fast forwarding on my emulator where I'm I need like, to I need to get tips on how to do that because I was drastically trying to like, like are you using RetroArch? I am. I know exactly what I know exactly what the problem is because it took me forever too. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> I could not find it, and I was like, "Well, I guess I'll just do it uh, the, the the old fashioned no, way." You have to. Uh, <laughs> I started using the sap trick. I started hitting my own party members where I'm going all the way in. The only thing I haven't done yet is turned on like game genie cheats or whatever. So I'm still gonna try to do it without that. But like, this game is testing my patience, testing my patience because even after doing all of the like cheap leveling up that i've been doing it's still not easy like it's oh, still yeah, hard no. i i and do so, <laughs> i do really appreciate the challenge and and like i've said so many times before it's like at the time this is like super cool for what it's doing like, oh my god I, if if i was like the, the, it was let's just say it was really short-sighted of the developers of final fantasy 2 to release this game with these mechanics and have it coincide with the same time that we are covering it for our podcast <laughs> around the same time right. that tears of the kingdom came out where i was like oh my god i'm using sap and i could be like crucifying a korok or whatever <laughs> <laughs> um but i i am like almost at the point now where i'm like ah, i'm just gonna play the pixel remaster fuck it like it's same game who care pixel um, remaster is chef's oh, kiss especially yeah. and that's that's so what i good. love about this experience of actually going through because if i only played the pixel remaster and then like went through and played the game boy one i would my my whole tune of this game would just be like it's amazing i don't really get why people complain about it as much as they do yeah. and stuff but like playing the nes i'm like oh yeah i could definitely understand where people are coming from if this is the only version that they had played but i will say that all of the mechanics as like clunky as they can be are really well implemented in like remakes of the game. And, it, and yeah. it's really, really charming. Once they're refined a little bit, once the numbers are tweaked a little bit for to, to make it a little more palatable, to make it a little bit more easier, it actually comes out really well. I think mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like once you yeah. do that, I'm, I'm in the, I'm probably one of the rare few in the world who hasn't played Skyrim, but I found out that uh, the leveling system is actually fairly similar yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like wild. <laughs> I was comparing to Bethesda games be early in the season. I was like, oh yeah, you can just jump around the map to up your jump skill or whatever, <laughs> and things like that. And then enemies also scale with you and things like that, right? I think a pretty common thing in like Skyrim or maybe some of the older um, Elder Scrolls games is just like, okay, well I need to up my my blacksmithing skill, so I have all the materials. I'm just gonna stand and refine this knife over and over again and i'm gonna just like put it on auto on my computer and step away for eight hours and come back and then my stats are maxed out just have turbo turned it's like when i was (laughs) i was farming uh some sort of spheres in a monster monster arena in ff10 yeah because i just like well if i just hit a i will always battle and always fight this weird dog enemy over and over again if I just smash A so I just put a capo from my guitar on the controller (laughs) (laughs) so just smashed A for like an hour farming orbs like a weird cryptocurrency I have no problem with you uh, automating your process to get spheres but I do have issue with you using a capo how dare you (laughs) (laughs) oh a little bit a little bit more about the sap thing just because it is informational right Mm -hmm. so multiple times Carl has told me about the sap trick on 
this podcast. And then I, the next day I go, what's the sap trick? It's happened like three times, but I remembered it this time. <laughs> How to do it. Um, and yeah, you're not wrong. It, it is, it doesn't stick. So sap, it's effectiveness in this game is low. It I is think, not I think good. the, and I think the important thing to talk about is usually when people talk about the sap trick, they're specifically saying Minwoo has like level seven sap, like right out the gate or yes, whatever. Yes. So it's real easy to get like super high MP before you like get past like the first part of the game. But going back and doing it on this where you have to level up sap is a lot more difficult. So my understanding of this, I believe this is correct, is um, it's actually a number of casts that you're doing when you level up a skill or whatever. So you're kind of casting like, so Minwoo instead of casting sap seven is essentially casting sap one seven times. And oh, so you're okay. the likelihood of it actually sticking is going up over time. Um, I believe. I think that, yes, that makes actually. a sense. Yeah, that makes, I, I think it, it makes sense too with like fire or something where it's a different animation and stuff, but it's, and, and in uh, the same way that I'm as actually you reading level right up, now. That is correct, by the way. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it makes sense because when you level up your proficiency with a weapon, that just makes it so that when you get a hit, you do, you have a higher roll of how many hits you can do. So your proficiency right. level seven with a sword, you do seven hits, which increases the damage uh, significantly. Right, right. I'd like to think that just like, oh, I've I've fought so many things with a sword that now I can fight it and hit it seven times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so at very first, I mean, I was I was sticking sap to a character maybe one out of every four casts, and it was never the character that I wanted it to stick to. So I would like hit guy, and then guy would get more MP, and I'd be like, son of a bitch, because you, you can multi party it. with it. Yeah, I tried because I kept casting it on Maria and I did it like 10 times and it never worked once. So I started multicasting it and I noticed that like, ooh, on this battle, it hit Guy. Oh, on this battle, it hit, you know, Gordon or whatever. Yeah, um, my my strat for it was having three people have sap and they all targeted Maria. And even that was uh, okay, not okay. not very helpful. <laughs> I had Guy and Firion level up to level two as like their only magic that they have is sap. I did it right outside of Salomon. So what I would do is... Mm -hmm. I'd walk left and right outside of Salomon and then have Firion cast Sap on everybody. And then Guy and Gordon would punch characters like they would hit characters <laughs> to reduce their HP. And then Maria would use a black magic spell on one enemy. And so every time I could get black magic proficiency up, I could sometimes get more MP if there was like a lot of enemies and I would get the MP from Firion. So I was leveling up my HP and my magic and my mp all at the same time and then after the battle was over i would use Furion to cure everybody so that cure would level up interesting um, i i wonder um i'm not sure how the the hp system works uh specifically but in my experience with it i think if you were to heal someone up like if you punch if, if you have guy punch himself in the head so that he loses like 500 hit points guaranteeing yeah. that you're going to get up, but then you heal them at the end of the battle. I think that's factored into it at the end of the battle, like what you started the battle with versus what you ended it with. So I think healing might actually negate um, punching you in the head. I might be wrong. Well, I would that. be doing it in the menu afterwards. Oh, in the because, menu. Because okay. I would I never thought... waste one of Furion's turns when he could be using sap. Right, right. 
Yeah. And and it's important to mention that again, like in the Pixel remaster, this stuff is way, way easier because you can just set auto battle and have it fast forward for you and just set like, okay, everyone's gonna defend except Maria is gonna cast sap. And you can just like put your your game down and walk away for a minute and then when you come back you're like oh good i'm I'm all leveled up now um but in the nes it's like every individual action has to be taken there's no defending the only thing that you can really do that would be similar to defending yeah, is putting someone in the back row and trying to have them punch themselves which is ineffective because it's them yeah. technically mm -hmm. trying to punch something that is outside of their range of being able to punch which is pretty funny so i have right here exactly how the hit points works um your hp needs to be you need to have at least an eighth of your starting eight. Oh, hold on. Yeah, okay. Your your HP needs to be one eighth lower at the end of the battle than at the beginning of the battle. So if you have 800 HP total, whether it's your max or whether it's your current, irrelevant, uh, or it has to be your current. Um, if you take 100 damage, you get a chance to increase your HP. And every subsequent eighth, it rolls again for another success. And once you get a success, okay. it stops rolling and it mm -hmm. increases it by your stamina. Yeah, so that makes a lot you, of sense. Yeah, so if you reduce it seven eighths of the way down, you get the most rolls that you can for a uh, HP gain. I, I find it really interesting that this game takes out some of like the RNG of like leveling up i guess there's not usually this much rng in leveling up but it, I, it takes I, out the rng of stat gain and and yeah, replaces it with yeah. like will you stat gain yeah it, um it's funny though like the more i learn about it the more i'm like oh no it's actually more rng because at the first i was like oh i can just guarantee that i get stat increases that i want and i can kind of hone my build however i want and it's not quite as uh as easy as as i thought it was which is fun I also like in the uh, in the guide about the mechanics that I'm reading right now. I just want to point out one line that's in the uh, magic points gaining. We're just telling you how to gain MP or whatever. This, this is how the line goes. You can use spells like sap and swap on your own party members to lower their MP pools quickly if you want to advance your MP faster. But this is a highly questionable activity. <laughs> <laughs> highly questionable is what do is they mean by this name. <laughs> that is very dubious you do not want to cheat the game and yourself <laughs> yeah <laughs> well yeah but anyway so um right so we're on the hilda, hilda just <laughs> saw us standing outside of her her prison cell as we talked about the the various uh we're trying to decide how to uh open the door <laughs> probably using the uh the goddess spell yeah and it unlocked without a sound again. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, We. I, I like that in the uh, in the NES one, there's like two tiles worth of like a cell and you hit the first one, it's like it opened and then that disappears and there's still another one there. Then you hit that again, it's like it opened and disappears. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you talk to Hilda and she says, let's get out of here quick. And then if you talk to Sid, he says, I'll head for the airship with the princess. You find that engine and toss the sunfire in. The dreadnought will blow up and I'll have my airship ready to take off. Um and then there's significantly more dialogue in the Pixel remaster um, where Hilda kind of apologizes and said she was trying to meet you at Kashan uh, Keep. And um, like Sid's like, yeah, let's save the thank yous for later. I'll head to the uh, airship with the uh, with the princess. And he kind of reminds you about the Sunfire. But yeah, we can kind of make our way deep into the bowels of the ship and uh, and find the I engine. love getting into the bowels. 
I'm sorry, I didn't mean to ruin the conversation by saying that. Um, <laughs> oh, no, no, not at all. I was just trying, I was like, I've been talking for stopped, way too long. Like, <laughs> I'll let someone else, I'll, I'll let someone else uh, throw the sunfire in. <laughs> so there's a, uh, there's a dude maze on the uh, top floor or bottom floor of the Dreadnought. <laughs> yeah. This is giving me big, like, Pokemon energy. Oh, me like too! Trainers. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god, we're back in Sabrina's dungeon or whatever. Oh, that too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, there's a maze of dudes in on the the floor before you actually uh, get to the dreadnought engine. It's like every bar. Oh yeah. Oh, I get what you mean now. It's like dude maze. <laughs> but you're right, yeah. Like either you a have maze to fight just them, for the fellas, <laughs> or you just have to like go around. I and I imagine this is way worse on the NES version because of mm-hmm. all the encounters and backtracking you have to do, but. Dude mace. I like the idea of just like brushing shoulders with a guy and then immediately getting in a fight with like a freaking zombie just right next to him. Like, <laughs> What's up with that guy? <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, uh, on the NES version, you can just go to uh, subay-web.com slash ff2-map-dreadnought and uh, they have the full path there of what you need to do to uh, to just make it through all the dudes in the dude maze. Um, that's what I did. Cause I was like, I went through this all already in the pixel remaster. I'm not, I'm, I'm my success is getting more and more limited with every encounter that I get into. So yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go for it. Um, I think, I guess I might've been able to try and fight some of them to make like an easier path to it, but I didn't even try that. I was just like, I, I just need to get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> it's same. a cool little, it like, it's not quite a stealth section, but you know, in like a, a role playing kind of way, you can kind of imagine you're you're sneaking around all the soldiers to get to the engine room and stuff. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think that probably is what's kind of going on there, right? Is they were evading all these guards, ev- evading their gaze, and then yeah. getting to the engine room. It just <laughs> plays the castle music from Ocarina of Time when you're sneaking into meet Zelda <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> Um, but right. we get into the engine room, which is just a pitch black room, not very OSHA safe, no handrails, really? just like two tile wide catwalk going up to the engine. Can't believe this. Who would build a dreadnought this way? There are. Uh, they did increase the OSHA uh, compliance on uh, the pixel remaster because there are handrails there. Oh, OK, well, well, I'd take it back. <laughs> I guess they got they got fined in the original one. And they, they exactly. Made the appropriate yeah. Just four giant engines in the pixel remastered as well. Oh, OK. Is the NES version just a void with a hole? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just void. And um, there's like four, like, they almost look like, uh, you know, the like roll on deodorant, um, like from back in the day that like, <laughs> I think my mom got it from like Avon or something. And that's what everyone in my family had to use for most of our teenage years. That's what the, <laughs> it kind of looks like where you throw the sunfire in. But in the pixel remaster, there are like engines that are like underneath, like on the on the bottom layer. Okay, okay. I was going to say, I, they didn't fix the black void. They fixed everything else, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, I see what you're looking at. The actual the actual uh, engine itself is uh, just has these four nubs in the middle. Um, but either way, we can go up to the, um, the engine, press A, and then whisper to it, Wild Rose. <laughs> and nothing happens. And then it fights us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it fight, yeah. Rebel Scrubbles. Come here. Fights us. Um, no, but we can also throw in the Sunfire. Uh, or for me, uh, he says, you see the Dreadnought's engine. Maria says, let's blow this thing up. 
And then Firion says, we can't, not yet. We have to rescue the princess first. Oh, oh no. I, oh, <laughs> yeah, I did that. So I had to backtrack. Did you? Oh, I no. wonder if you could warp out at that point or if you could never warp. I think I tried warp and I could not. Yeah. I was like, did I just not level warp up uh, enough? Because I was like, it'll be just quicker to go to the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Guy has teleport and warp at level one and it just never works. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's the game saying like I can't actually warp here. or God, just... that would be terrible, actually. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if you had the level of warp and teleport to teleport out of later dungeons? Honestly, in the Famicom version, I would not have put <laughs> it past uh, yeah. it. <laughs> like, Asuna, you need to level it up to like your sleep. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me tell you. Oh. So I got, I got a message from... Um, I'm putting I'm putting my DMs out there for everybody to hear. So if you if you DM me, just know I might read them out loud on the podcast. That's the danger. Or just leave us a five star review. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Zwanzig messaged me the other day, and I think said that Asuna is the worst part of FF2. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like yeah, it's this is atrocious, great. and I was like, yeah, kind of bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although he did beat the Famicom version recently, so it's doable. Oh yeah. I think all it's all doable without the strats that we're talking about. It's mainly you're just grinding out your your time stat into your what you get out of it stat, as Curtis yeah. mentioned. Yeah, you're lying. <laughs> but I don't know about y'all, but uh, this engine room is very toasty. I think I might take a little nap <laughs> before we throw the <laughs> before we throw the sunfire <laughs> in. Yeah, well, let's we're all we're all ready to throw the sunfire in. Alex has to go back and save the princess, so let's uh, let's make camp here and we'll throw the sunfire okay, okay, in okay. Let's, when we so get let's back camp from in the, the engine the, room. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, in that case, um, I suppose we'll see you all after the break. Well, I can think of a good place to turn up the heat. Oh yeah. It's like a sauna in here. <laughs> the sunfire's making me thirsty. <laughs> so we get out our metal grating and we throw some stakes on it above the uh, the dreadnought engine. Let the sunfire. That would be such a those. flex on the empire to just like make s'mores before destroying their <laughs> their warship. smoking my meats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get the smoker out. Yeah, smoke the. Meats I think Sid that. took the smoker and put it on his airship. He seems like the type who. I, I mean, judging yeah, by like yeah. every Sid and every other Final <laughs> Fantasy game, I can you know incept that personality onto him. I'm like that dude would have a smoker. You I'm know sure what? there's like a sci-fi where someone's like sitting on the back of the ship with like a fishing line and just like cooking shit in front of the thrusters and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Here's okay. Let me let me because I agree with you. I agree with you, Carl. I do. That I think every Sid is the type to own a smoker and to grill. Cause like I feel oh, like yeah, when, for sure. when when they're making a Final Fantasy, they're like, okay, what character is most likely to just wanna grill? That will be Sid. However, however, challenger challenge for the listeners and the podcast. Would Final Fantasy twelve Sid want to grill? Yeah. Do you think you think twelve Sid would be a grill? Because he seems a little too nerdy to me. I don't know that he goes outside. I'm not. I'm nerds, not familiar. Nerds grill. Nerds. Nerds are big into grilling. Not, it, not it's all nerd. about hitting a certain Here, age, me. and then you get the the grill pill mindset of like <laughs> I really want to grill. I haven't I haven't jumped jumped into that lifestyle yet, but I'm I think this might be the summer that I do it. What about <laughs> FF eight Sid Kramer? No. Uh, no. 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 no, but I think he would enjoy a good I, barbecue. I think FF8 Sid would be more likely to grill than FF12 Sid. I don't know why. I get the vibe. He I guess would. it depends. I mean, like, if Zell's at at Sid's house, then of course Sid's going to have to bust out the grill and make some hot dogs. True. 
Well, I maybe you might be right. You might be right because like FF8 Sid is kind of um, helpless. <laughs> I know the perfect ways. Sid who would not grill, and it's Final Fantasy 13. Oh, he yeah. does not seem like the type of guy to. Grill. Oh yeah, he doesn't seem like he's hit his grill stage yeah. yet though maybe i bet he would though that's not his like focus he would okay. when when bartandalus forces him to as his puppet <laughs> that's right yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i think 12 sid would just because he like he looks he looks the part he looks like He's somebody so i have had grill Dr. for sid. me before huh you know, okay. just put you just gotta like put a Hawaiian shirt on him, mm. some some shorts, mm. some cargo. He seems shorts. too much like a fancy lad to wear shorts. I think I that's, think that's he, my my objection is that I'm like, no, he's too fancy. He's too like. I think in I his think grilling tower. Grilling is for anyone. I think a good um, a good way to look at it is in the Parks and Rec episode where they have a grill off between Ron Swanson and uh, Rob Lowe's character, whose name I do not remember, so I'll just call him Rob Lowe. Um, <laughs> and Rob Lowe is like making a vegan burger and, and saying like he'll make a better burger than anything Ron Swanson can make. And Ron, Ron Swanson literally just gets like patties and like s- throws them on the grill. So like I feel like this Sid <laughs> would definitely like go all out and make something really like artisanal, right? Like a really good thing. It wouldn't necessarily be like a grill that you would find it at um, most barbecues, but. Which Sid would be the best at grilling? FF15 maybe? Mm, oh, yeah. FF15 Sid would be good FF10 at grilling. FF10 too. I feel like I feel like he would he would probably be pretty good. Oh, yeah. dude, you're right. You're His right. voice. He's got a grill mm-hmm. voice. He's got a grill voice. He <laughs> He's does. Got a little bit of that twang. He does. You're not you ain't lying. <laughs> um I bet FF9 Sid would be competent. He'd be like a secret griller where you're like, you don't know that he's good at grilling, but then you're at the castle and he's like, yo, by the way, did you know I could grill? And you're like, oh, what? FF9 Sid can grill? Sick. Yeah. I, I mean, we're, we're all leaving out FF4 Sid as well, who that, well, you that know he's beard, good. that, that, that's one of the best burgers you've ever had in your entire life. He only grills. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a little unfair. That man only grills. Yeah. 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 You oh, know, I, grilling. I, I'll go with 10. I'll say that 10 probably is the best at grilling. Yeah, Although, I, mean, yeah I can see that. In 5, he literally invented a steam ship, like something that runs on like... Ah, so heat, he makes the steamed I mean. hams. Yeah, he makes the steamed hams. That's right. <laughs> so, I mean, he'd probably be pretty good too. But yeah, I think... Yeah, you're probably right. I think 10. <laughs> if you... If you, listener, think you know which Sid would be the best at grilling, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts <laughs> and uh, tell us who you think would be the Cass best at grilling. Grill three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. I mean, this this Sid, uh, garlic is an item in this world. Yeah, so it's true. It's true. We also need to consider that. Garlic in- improves any kind of, well, especially grilling I- garlic. I think FF2 Marinated. Sid would be a competent griller as well. I think he would also be very good, <laughs> but I feel like he doesn't have the he doesn't have enough characterization in the world to truly be able to tell if he would be masterful at the craft. Like if he has like sure. an apron with a funny saying on it. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, I don't FF7 know would. Sid would definitely have the apron. Absolutely. Absolutely. It would say like kiss the cook or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we throw the sunfire into the engine, and the so entire yeah, we use Eagle's torch that we got last time, <laughs> and uh, we throw the sunfire into the engine to finally blow it up and put an end to this nightmare. It's like the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We 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 brought the torch, and then we're immediately sprinting. 
Yeah, where he had the games immediately begin. Well, except the Dark Knight has come. He just shows up from, like, stage right. And it's like, what have yeah, you done? Dark Knight shows up and he's like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember doing that to your airship. <laughs> <laughs> There's only two of these things, you know? I do like the, the difference in dialogue between the uh, the Dark Knight and um, in the Pixel remaster and in... Uh, in the NES version, uh, where he says, don't consider this a victory. Um, or in, in the pixel remaster, he says, what have you done? The engine. And, uh, Maria says that voice dot, 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 implying that, you know, there might be, she might recognize yeah, yeah. the voice. Um, and Furion just says, there's no time, Maria, the ship will blow up any minute. We have to get to Sid's airship and everyone takes off. Um, in the NES translated version, uh, Maria just straight up says that voice sounded like dot 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 my <laughs> brothers. Yeah, and yeah. It's like, well, there, like, yeah, oh, there's. Him. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and Furion just says, "Never mind that. Let's hurry to Sid's airship." And hurry to Sid's airship they do because I think this was the kindness that you were talking about a little earlier, Curtis. Oh my God! Yes. Sorry, I was doing it. You tried to like let other people talk, and then it's just like dead air. I'm like, oh, <laughs> look, 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 look. I am I am currently looking up the Japanese script to see if she if she also oh, says okay, that okay. in Japanese. <laughs> uh, I'll speak on the uh, on the on the kindness that they do. So that was a, a rough dungeon, depending on which version you're Wait, playing. Wait, on and before how you start, confident you are. Before oh, you start, ahead. Alex, is there a way to untranslate my Google? chrome when it automatically translates something. um at the top in the address bar there's usually a little icon that mentions for uh translations i think thank you <laughs> <laughs> all right continue um but it it kind of just shows us a uh a, a super cut of our our team escaping and uh like on the nes one it's just you see them at each like entryway that we've gotten to and it like shows that screen and then it flashes to another one and then another one and then we're finally outside and we're on the airship and we are flying back to Altair. Yeah and the uh, the dreadnought is uh, gone. Yeah it, it, we, we've officially taken care of it. It feels like the placement of it was really just out of the way so that it didn't affect any other place nearby when it exploded. <laughs> Yeah, it's the Dragon Ball Z rules where it's like, oh, well, we have to have this huge battle where we just blow everything up. So we're going to go into this canyon over here that is completely far away from everything. <laughs> FF7 would just have it like dock right above like Midgar. Just like yeah. it's, it's the sister ray of the fucking <laughs> sugar ray. Um, I just want to fly. So... It just drops us off, or do we fly now on our own? Uh, it just drops us off. We don't. We don't have control or anything. Sid just. Uh, Sid's got some grilling to do, so he just you know boots us at Altair, and he heads back to uh, Poft or Palome or wherever he is. So I talked to that um, asshole mage again. And he was like, uh -huh. blew up the dreadnought, did you? I always knew you had it in you. <laughs> yeah, I love yes. that. I, I. It's so funny. I'm like, I. I I don't trust you, asshole. It's fucking okay. asshole. No, but this so is where the, he uh, changes his tune for the rest of the game. He suddenly that respects is true. you. I'm pretty sure. All it took... Yeah, I yeah, think you're right, Bay. All it took was us uh, destroying a weapon of mass destruction to gain this old old man's respect. Do you think that guy grills? Oh, for sure. His, He's been his, grilling he, us all the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think he does, but he also isn't very good at it. So, like, everything is, like, the most well done you could possibly do it while it still is edible, but you don't like to eat it. So, yeah. in the uh, in the Japanese, um, Maria does not mention 
that that voice sounds like her brother's editorializing. Damn. It. So that is the fan yeah. translation. Just adding adding it in. Oh wait, no, it does. It just doesn't when I hit translate in English. Oh, what? How weird! No, no, no none of this is adding up at all. I no, no. I, oh, I, I see. Always, I always thought it was obvious who that was. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Like, there's there's four characters that were introduced to at the beginning of the game. One of them is missing, and we've been looking for him. And suddenly, it's that voice. Like, e- so in the Japanese, that's all you need. Like, does it say my brother or not? Okay. So the reason why I thought it didn't at first, but now I see that it does, is because when I hit the uh, the uh, so I found the 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 part where it says it, I hit translate into English and in the English translation, the Google translation for the script, it doesn't say, Oh, that voice was my brother's, but that's because she says it with like ellipses mm. in the word Nissan. So like my brother or whatever, it's like knee dot, 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 sa dot, dot, dot. Mm. And so Google didn't know what to do with it. And it was just like, ah, throw that line out. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It was like, but, it didn't know what to do with it. So it's like that voice was the voice of my favorite brand of car. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she it's says, back, baby, <laughs> She says Sono Koewa Nissan. So like that voice. Is it my brother's or whatever? So mm. she does in the Famicom version, she does actually say like, oh, that sounded like my brother. They had more intrigue in the uh, American version though. Yeah. 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 It's it's the Japanese version is like in Star Wars if uh, Yoda said no, there is another. It's a uh, Luke's sister, actually, uh Leia. Yeah, yeah, like, just Le- yeah, yeah, it's uh, Leia Leia Skywalker, uh Luke's sister. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're we're back in Altair. We can check in with our homies and see how everyone's doing. We can talk to that old guy who's finally gained our respect. But an interesting bit of dialogue that happens uh, in like the main room where all of the rebels are kind of gathered, sitting around tables and stuff. There's you a lot of interesting of dialogue here. Yeah, the um, you go up to the one and uh, they say uh, the princess is safe, but the king is not well. Dot dot dot. And then you go to a different person and talk to them, and they say. The princess is safe, but the king is not well. And uh, <laughs> there's a third person who also says that, but someone does say the king's condition has worsened. And then when you talk to some of the other guys around there, they say the king's condition has worsened. <laughs> so um, uh, someone else gives us chops that the other NPC who's been grilling us the whole time, like it says the same exact thing as him. So yeah, it makes it, yeah. it makes it feel a little less uh, meaningful. <laughs> But um, we go visit the king, and upon entering his room, we get a scene where it's like our party, Gordon and Minwoo, are all there standing beside it's each like, other. Like, yo, and- Minwoo, can you just like cast sap on all of us like a hundred times real <laughs> quick, and then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but the king asks uh, Gordon to basically. I would say he's asking him to become like the second in command. He's like, you've done so much for us. Please help Hilda. Like, kind of you know, take my position or whatever, uh, become the next in line, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, and he swears on his life that he will. And then the King and here's, I guess this is the weird part to me. The King says to Minwoo, the time for unleashing Ultima has come. And I was like, what? we beat the dreadnought though. <laughs> like we won, we did a good job and they don't have the dreadnought anymore. We can fight like, well, back. Are things more dire Ultima? now? Well, his King senses knew it wasn't over. I guess so. I was was just like, I thought we'd come home and they'd be like, damn, nice job. We finally got one over on him. But the king's like, oh my God, we we, we won? Things are dire. (laughs) What do you mean? We did a good job. Yeah, we're, we're we're here to kick ass and and use sunfire and we're all out of sunfire. But uh, but yeah, they drop Ultima, which I think is the very first instance of Ultima in the series. Yeah, a spell that uh, recurs as the most powerful spell in Final Fantasy, and sometimes mm-hmm. even has plot relevance. So yeah, oh, um, I'm not sure so if they mention 
Ultima in the Pixel Remaster, though. They just mentioned eight oh. Ultimate Magic. Uh, Minwoo says, the time to break the seal binding the Ultima Tome is upon us. That's uh. that's in the Pixel Remaster. Okay. okay, then maybe I just didn't <laughs> capture that one. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, and then and then the king says, I would have you go to Diced. Home of the Dragoons. <gasps> Ooh. The Dragoons. The Dragoons. <laughs> you see, I don't know if I missed a, a dialogue line here, but uh, he says, uh, like, I, I refuse to believe there are no survivals in, in so noble a group. So um, apparently things... M- we're not sure how the Dragoons are doing in Diced, but we got to head there. Um, yeah. If you look hey, on your map, you can find Diced, and it's across the ocean. Also, speaking of um, Ultima, and I don't mean to like backtrack, but before we move on to the Dragoons totally, uh, he does mention about Ultima that the only time it can be that seal can be broken is when the world is on the brink of destruction. How does so, it know is what I want to ha- know. A, how does it know? B, how does us blowing up the Dreadnought make things that much worse? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if anything, we've we've delayed the apocalypse like uh, Idris so. Elba would, would have us believe. Yeah, maybe but it's just whatever. like lots of uh, sunfire fumes are now just in the uh, the atmosphere now because of us. Oh, the ultimate yeah. tome just it just keeps up with Twitter. It can tell. I also have to say this is the first time and probably only time Ultima is not really worth it if you don't use it. <laughs> that, oh, but that you get I... it later. But still, like that's <laughs> the one thing you use it for the first time, and I think you only get one chance to equip it and and that oh, one person okay. oh yeah mm-hmm. it'll it'll still just do because you have to level it it'll oh still do I, like I have 20. a lot to i have a lot to speak on with ultima specifically and yeah. how it levels in this game uh, should i talk about it now or should no, we wait I until mean... it's a little more plot relevant i mean it doesn't really matter like 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 b said it's really not worth it in this game especially not worth it in the famicom version I oh, guess no. we'll do more in-depth when we get it, but we can yeah. just, for now, be like, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> Speaking of which, so, did, did y'all get, get Scourge? Scourge? Yeah. I do have Scourge, the Scourge of yeah. Cerberus. That's a that's a decent spell. Yeah, I liked it. Scourge is something that sells for really high as well, because when my inventory oh, was uh, was up, I was like, I think it was like 4,000 gil or something in the NES version. I'm like, nice, dude. It's like a dark elemental spell, I think, right? I think so. I, I've definitely had it used against me as well in, in battle, which yeah, luckily when yeah. it's multicast, it's not too bad to deal with, but yeah, like any spell in this, I guess. King's dead. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the king dies, the king dies but um, in, in the NES version, he just disappears. We don't respect the monarchy around here, so. I, I will say, though, when the king dies, they do uh, a thing that I always love in games, and I think this is the first instance of it. Uh, like, this game was the first instance of Final Fantasy doing this, which it does a lot, where it changes the uh, the song. It yeah, does. It plays the game so that's, over that's happened music. a couple of times. Yeah, it, it's... <laughs> it's um, it's done that a, a couple of times in this game already, but I always love that, and I'm like, hell yeah. Like, game just being like, hey, you should be sad right now. Which we clearly are. I'm, I'm distraught. Yeah. And I, I do like a... You know, I, I feel like from the first episode of this game, we kind of talked about it a little bit that like it's pretty impressive how I will say kind of mature the game is about a lot of things um, when it comes to like its emotional points, because Gordon immediately is just like, that's a terrible loss, but we have to move on. Like, it, yeah, you know, we have to keep rocking and rolling, which is great for Gordon because we met him as being a coward and very sentimental and unable. It, to move yeah, past it's, it's really good feelings. character growth for him. He was trapped in. <laughs> 
He was trapped in the keep waiting for us. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's like, he dude, I, I think him. I saw a zombie in there. I'm scared as shit. Yeah, yeah. I'd be, I would be, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those ogre mages cast in Blizzard, please. I like that all of the characters in this game are kind of the blueprint for some characters we see later. Like, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Gordon is essentially Edward, but... I yeah. feel like he's got a little more dog in him a little oh, bit. Yeah. Like you see yeah. a little more yeah. growth. <laughs> got a little more dog in him. I mean, yeah. the letters D O G are in his name. So like, it's <laughs> right there. <laughs> Although Edward has war in his name. So I mean, I, like, I think I also, say? I, um, I, I just saw something in my, uh, Famicom screenshot that, um, when they're talking about the dragoons and everything, um, the king does mention that uh, the emperor, the the empire claims to have wiped out all the dragoons. So I think yeah, I might yeah. have skipped something in the uh, in the pixel remaster that that says that explicitly. But basically, they're like, oh yeah, they're saying that they're all dead. But like, I refuse to believe that. Like, such a noble group could not be taken down so easily. He also mentions yeah. they have wyverns, like the dragons. Yeah, they do. They do. That's cool. Let's go find them. Um, so if we leave, uh, if we leave the king's room, sad, sad as it is to know he's passed away, um, Gordon's no longer in our party. Yeah. So hopefully you want to equip all this stuff on Famicom. Otherwise it's all gone. Yeah. But if we head to, um, the princess's room, she's just in there laughing. Yeah. Yeah, You know, I mean, listen, everyone grieves differently. So, you know, her her father just passed away. So that's a, that's a hard thing to go through. And, uh, she's just in there laughing. Now, the weird thing is before her father passed away, if you went in there to talk to her first, she's also just laughing, but we can probably, we got, you know, we got to check out the dragoons. We don't have to worry about that right now. We'll, we'll leave her to whatever she's laughing at. Nothing suspect. Nothing (laughs) suspect at all. Everything is uh, coming up, uh, Altair right now. Interesting. I do like that uh, Gordon says uh, a wyvern would make for a most advantageous ally. (laughs) A wyvern. (laughs) So what's our next goal? I guess we've got to make our way to... We got to find our way Diced. to Diced. Um, and if we talk to Gordon again, he says, uh, you should visit the port of Palum and seek out a ship to take you to Diced. Yeah. But that that last ship, the ship that we usually take, uh, it doesn't go to Diced. It only goes goes to two places. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we um, go into uh, what Palum, and then there's some extra. There's an extra NPC here. There is yeah. an extra NPC. Luckily, there's another boat that we can charter right here above board. Love. Do it. we see a second ship on the overworld? No, not uh, yet. Not not yet. We do see the airship is back, which is good. Would That's you think like, hey Sid, can you just like fly us there? Like we like kind of saved your life. Oh yeah, and there's not even a up. dreadnought anymore. Like you can just yeah, fly. Like, uh, Skies are free. Like, I mean, can we get to can we get to diced? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Why should try that ship? Come on. Because I'm curious if like he says anything. I don't know if you can actually fly there. I think um, that would probably be a soft lock. So I don't think even in the pixel remaster where you can fly to a lot more places. I don't think if I'm remembering correctly that you can get to diced. Because mm. it is on its own, pl- like you, the only way to get there is through a boat. So if you if you flew there, is Sid in Altair right now, or is he back in like? He probably is in Altair. Is no, he's thing? in he, he and his airship. I think I actually did check this because I was yeah, like, oh, that bar that was hopping with everyone that they're all either escaped or died in the attack. Talking about something being. Um, I think the only ones in there now are Sid and. Uh, oh really? Yeah, and his. Dude, the assistant. grind never stops for that man. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, 365, wake up, grind Gotta do set. something. That's 
So that's interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious if he even has Diced on his list of uh, places or if it's just too dangerous. Because <laughs> since, if we talk since to the pirates, they since, do also say, like, uh, you want to go to Dice? Not on my ship. Go find someone else who's crazy enough to take you there. So I'm guessing Dice <laughs> is like a dicey place. I think it makes sense. He gets to, right back to the grind so fast. He's one of these guys that if you don't have an airship by the time you're 23, you're not grinding hard enough. You need to have an Instagram, <laughs> oh, three no. side hustles, and, a, and an airship. <laughs> a grind set. Yeah, his his other side hustle is grilling, obviously. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I guess it makes sense. Like the line of thinking, like, oh, I don't want to go near Dice. Like the the Empire just wiped them completely out. Like they. They hit us, but they didn't hit us like hard enough to get rid of all of us. Like all the dragoons are dead. There's nothing there for us. We're not going to travel there, especially because the the seas are pretty treacherous. I also wonder if wyverns are just like a threat to airships. They just you know it's like hitting yeah. weird. They get geese. stuck in the turbines like geese. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we uh we 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 do see a sailor here who um is a, a unique sprite, so probably important. Um, and if we if we talk to her in the uh, Pixel Remaster, it just says that her name is Sailor. And she says, uh, ye be looking for passage to Diced, are ye? Will this be your lucky day? Just so happens me ship was about to leave for Diced, but ye want to, be ye wanting a ride? I do love the, the pirate speak that they added into this. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Gordon being... Yes, I know. I was going yeah. to say she is Ferris... <laughs> yeah, just pro Ferris. Love that. Yeah, uh, Maria. Uh, th- there's a really good uh, moment of dudes rock here, where Maria's like, "This seems a little too convenient." Like Firian, I don't know if we should like take up this like pirate that we just met, who's like, "Hey, I'll take you to that dangerous place. No one else wants to go." And uh, Firian's just like, "Nah, it's fine. Let's go." <laughs> if we if we know anything about Firian from the manual or or the, the later manuals or the book from Final Fantasy 2 is that Firion loves the ladies. <laughs> he's like, that, yeah, he's like, yeah. what a girl's after offering me <laughs> a ride on a ship. Yeah, he's the proto-Zidane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it literally in the in the fan translated one I'm playing, he says, it's fine, it's a free ride, we'll take you up on your offer. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, like he's a little, Pixel Remaster, he's a little more like sensible. He says, maybe it is, but there aren't any other ships going to Diced. Like, we're just going to have to trust her. No choice. It's totally fine for us to let our guard down, even for a second. <laughs> <laughs> this does remind me of those TikToks going around of like people just being like catfished on the street. Just like, hey, big boy, want to come into my place kind of thing? I'm just, just me and my uh, roommate. That's it. Nothing <laughs> nothing, nothing weird about this. Oh, I don't think I've seen any of those. The person with the camera was smart enough not to take them up on it. Yeah. But uh, this sailor introduces herself as Leela. Or Ly- yes. Lila? Layla? Layla? Layla. L-E. It's I think it's Layla, right? Like, like Sailor. Like Layla. In uh, Japanese, is what? Rira, right? Wait, it would be like Ray Rayra yeah. or Layla in uh, yeah, alternate Layla. names as well. There's like a lot of different ones. I like her uh, Amano design. That's very cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her Amano design is so, so wonderful. This is one of my favorite characters in this game, if Me not too. my favorite character. I, is... I really, I really like her. She has yeah. similar headdress to uh, Firian as well. There's like a different. Which I is just, tied in the front with a little like button. It kind of reminds me. I just thought of that. it was always an interesting choice that they made both female playable characters in the game have such a similar look. Yeah, both with purple hair because I feel like it's really easy to mix them up. The only thing is, is that Layla has a little hat. You know? Oh, you're right. They yeah. do look similar. 
I love their frog sprites on the wiki. Every time I look at it, they say, here's their frog sprite. <laughs> Beautiful looking frog with a hat. <laughs> Speaking of which, yeah. Let me, let me look in my FF Pixel Remaster oh, uh, Pixel too. Art Book. Oh, I have that as well. Uh, Dave from uh, Daycare Ditto has got it for me. Nice. Love you, Dave. Let me see what they look like here. <laughs> oh, wait. This would be different anyway, because these are the Pixel Remasters. So, never mind. Let me put this up. They do look very similar in the Pixel Remasters. In the NES one, Layla, uh, like her overworld sprite, has blue hair, but also, like, the portrait of Does Maria also has blue hair. Hmm. So, I think I have a... Uh, I, I, oh, I must... I don't think I took a... Uh... Oh, yeah, like, so her, her portrait in the... Um, in the NES one is like red hair as well. Interesting. Oh, red or yeah. brown yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah. The battle sprite is kind of brown hair and the overworld sprite is kind of orangey. Yeah. So the, the hair kind of changes in the um in the NES version, but uh limitations. Well yeah. speaking of her uh, she has a, a pink and purple aesthetic and uh but yeah, she has a boat, a blue boat. And speaking of her uh, introducing herself, she does so in such a way that she says, I am now going to rob you because you are stuck on my ship and there is no way to get off my ship. So give goes, me all of your Let me introduce you to my eight homies. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Because like uh, the party refuses to hand over our valuables and she's like, oh, it's a fight you're wanting. All right, let's let's do it. Let's roll. And she yeah, she introduces us to her eight friends who look Amazing on the Famicom version. I love. Oh, them. they look so good. Those are eight dudes right there. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's capital D dudes, and I mean like both D's are capital in the word dude. Incredible. So how how do y'all do with this 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 eight pirate fight? <laughs> well, I, 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 Maria has I multicast magic, and she dealt with it immediately. Yeah, yeah, same. I was just like fire four. I might be at fire five at this point, and it was just like boom. Yep, yep. <laughs> no problem. Easy peasy. Also, if you have um, any books, like any mm -hmm. tomes, you can multicast a level eight spell and take them all out immediately too. Right. I think, and I think the way that tomes work, I think it still requires your like magic stat to be kind of leveled up because I, I've used tomes with uh, in like dire situations of trying to get out of a uh, a dungeon. I've used it with like Guy and Fury. Wait, you can use those. As items? Yeah, you can use them like items. Yeah. I did mm -hmm. not know that. That's amazing. Yeah, it's really nice. It, on the on the Famicom one, you have to like equip it to like the two slots that you have for items. Yeah. Uh, but in Pixel Remaster, you just have access to all of your items like throughout the game. So um, any battle, you can just use any tomes that you have that are just kind of taking up space in your inventory. Wow. Yeah, it's really nice. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it yeah, which is I think that's. You can get them as drops, so. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think that came back in like a big way in uh in FF4, right? In a big way. Um, yes, because you have like the bomb arm and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Four. Or I guess it's bomb fragment in four. Whatever. Anyway, yes, there are <laughs> there are items that you can use. I mean, they're in three they as do well. That I think in three, they're... yeah, because the anarchic yeah. wind, I think, the first actually item you get. comes from three and then that's how they kind yeah. of continue doing tomes moving forward is yeah magic based items. items yeah hmm. right i do like what layla says in the pixel remaster before she sicks all our dudes on you which is uh trust in pirates doesn't say much for the space you got between your ears <laughs> <laughs> owned damn <laughs> okay put put fury on on a fucking fail compilation ridiculous 
<laughs> she also says that she'll she'll spare our lives or your lives, but your loot be ours now. <laughs> and then we're like, now nah, we're gonna fight. Yeah, no, actually, we're gonna kill you. Um, and she does say, "Get them, boys," which is great. <laughs> Get them, fellas. <laughs> uh, but yeah, after we um, cast a single black magic across their uh, party, um, Layla says, "Fine, ye win. Go on, just make it quick." So she's like yeah. submitting to be killed by us, and then we like don't kill them and are instead like, "Hey, we need a ship, and you have a bunch of people who run a ship. I think we can make this work somehow." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so she says, "Oh, what? You want to fight the Empire together without casts like us? All right, we'll take you anywhere you wish, and then we get the boat." Real Johnny, th- Jonathan, Johnny Jones, or whatever from Super Mario <laughs> RPG. That's just like <laughs> the only way to befriend a pirate is to kick the shit out of a pirate and be like, "Let's team up." Damn, you're right. I gotta go find nice. a pirate to kick the shit out of. Um, oh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. She says, uh, to your post, boys, whether it be diced or the edge of the world, we'll get you there. Oh, that's awesome. And Layla has joined the party. Yeah. Leela. An absolute badass. And she's um, our first left-handed NPC. Yes. Is that what you said? We're implying B? Yeah, so she is very specifically left-handed, um, which I always thought was such a like interesting thing, and I don't really feel like you see that after this game, I could be wrong. I'm not remembering. Wait, I, no. I, I bet m- she rocks a mean mangoush. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's. <laughs> I think that's the intention of you picking that up. Is that then you put that on her essentially, mm. which that's is what cool. I do. Deceptive. I, she comes with a uh, two weapons. I think she's like. Uh, I dual I usually put on both hands either way because I okay I think it's better, but um. It's automatically there, there's something that implies that you're she's left-handed, and I don't know. I I thought menu, maybe there's only the one. You can, you can see it in the in the menu when you look at her stats on both versions. Um, oh yeah, even on the this is preferred, version. right? Oh okay. I like noticed uh, in the uh, the artwork official artwork I just posted in the Discord, but um, like the amount they re- basically remade the amount art for um, the city of Omnia. Um, yeah. but in the, her style, the same pose, but they moved the sword to her left hand, and like that's the only oh, real difference. Oh. So that was a nice little detail. Uh, Carl, Amanazar did not has it in her right hand. I see that you have posted uh, Layla's equipment in mm-hmm. uh, the Discord. Oh yeah, I wanted to talk about that, that as well. Is that the um? That's the setup that she comes with. That is the setup that she comes with, which and I found very interesting because on her she's very utilitarian she is prepared for anything in her right hand i did put the uh, the gauche on her right hand i think she just had oh a, i a was going to say i was going to say because if it's a left-handed weapon, it would make sense that she has the gauche in her right hand. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That was she has a dagger in her right hand, okay, so okay. I, I just put it over the dagger that she gotcha. had it. But um, mm. more importantly, what was interesting to me is I think she comes equipped with a longbow. Yeah, as in her item. item slot. So if she were in a situation where she was suddenly like needing to use a bow she could swap that in mid-battle which is something that is much harder to do and much more like planned in final fantasy 2 so i like that she's just like all right i got a dagger i have a, a long sword in my left hand and i have a, a bow just in case yeah yeah she yeah. is ready she wow. also comes with a fuckload of agility too i was looking it up to see which characters are left-handed in this game and um scott the uh, you know the the what's his name uh, gordon's brother who who dies that 
apparently in uh dawn of souls he's a playable character in like a side quest yeah and in that side quest he is also left-handed okay Hmm. but i think at at this point layla is the only uh lefty kane in ff4 is left-handed and actually that's what i was i was thinking there was another time and it was four yeah there is another character in this game later who is left-handed as well okay let's go lefties (laughs) um Leave us a five-star review and let us know who your favorite left-handed character is from a Final Fantasy game. From a Final Fantasy game. If you say Link, I disrespect you. Do not approve. Yeah, Link, well, he got retconned out of being left-handed because Nintendo are a bunch of cowards. He's in the left-hand timeline. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we have Layla as a party member now. She's pretty cool. She has uh, incredible agility. Uh, Speaking of which... Another time to go back to stat corner. Back to the, <laughs> the complaint corner. Well, not complaint the, corner. The We're going to go to the third corner, which is mathematics <laughs> corner. So <laughs> um, now I'm just thinking of the Simpsons gag where uh, Bart's looking for Millhouse when he's like, in the treehouse and he looks at all <laughs> and four he looks corners. in all the corners and they're all empty and then he looks in another corner and Millhouse <laughs> it's is somehow a fifth him. corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so mathematics corner. Let's talk about agility for a second. Obviously, there's nothing you can do in battle that, like, utilizes agility, right? Like, it's not like an attack thing or something like that. So agility goes up based on your agility. (laughs) So, like, the current agility that you have in the Famicom version influences when you get agility ups and how much agility up you get. If you have a character like Guy, who is you know, either dual wielding or not equipping a shield and single wielding and has heavy armor, it's possible that his evasion stat will be zero, which means he will never gain agility for the rest of the game. Um, And agility is kind of a super powered stat toward the end of the game because agility only levels up with agility. It can... It can level up after every battle, essentially. Like, And the more agility you have, the better opportunity you have to level up agility, which increases your evasion stat. So if you take care of agility in the Famicom version from the outset of the game, you can just Shit. get through the like last dungeons based on evasion alone. <laughs> you can just be like, oh, miss me. And like getting through. And like enemies that hit you, you know, 10 times or whatever will only hit you like once and do like very little damage. So it's actually like more efficient in the end game than armor. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't know that until I read about it today. So, <laughs> so I have no, I have none on my characters, so I'm fucked. Yeah. I have also no agility, which doesn't really seem like it's that big of a deal until you're trying to run away from battles that are very scary. Like all of your party is dead and you need to just escape. So you can oh, hopefully so like use life or something. And you try running and just every time you try to run, nothing happens and you just cannot. That's uh that's happened to me quite a bit on oh, the uh, NES version. Yeah, you, I I've just given up running entirely. On, on oh NES, yeah, no, I'm yeah. just like no, I just have to fight my way out of everything. So I think uh after today, the next time I pull up my game, I'm probably going to equip some shields and uh, try to get that going. Yeah, that's a that's a good idea. I should probably do the same. Like I said, like because physical attacks are not just strength based, they're also like multi hit based. Mm-hmm. You can reduce more damage with evasion than you can with defense. 
Now I just feel like I'm I'm like deep into Final Fantasy 13 again, where like you're doing like the secondary roles and and maxing yeah, up that crystarium, yeah. where you're like, well, you know, Lightning's a really good uh, Sentinel because her evasion Evasion's is so high so that she doesn't take any damage because she's evading everything. I'm like, shit, <laughs> I don't have the time to <laughs> to dump all the Christogen points into that. <laughs> So that's going to, that'll be a, I think we're still probably early enough in the game. Like we're not even quite, quite halfway yet. So mm -hmm. like there's probably still time to get that stat up there. And because it yeah. like levels up more, the more you have, it's probably one of those things that'll catch up relatively fast. And I think this is another uh, instance of just like why Final Fantasy 2 gets as bad of a rep as it does. I think um, this is something that you wouldn't necessarily even need to think about in like a future title. Um, but it's something that's so like, like you said, it can be really overpowered and really essential. Um, and it can be a thing that you never interact with at all. And it makes it that much harder without you even really knowing why. Right. So I right. think like when you actually know the systems and kind of what you need to do, it makes it more friendly, which is a big ask of a uh, player base, especially now when there's so many different games. But I, I do find it really charming. And I think what they what they tried to accomplish with this and how different it was from the first Final Fantasy is really admirable and really, uh, really interesting, especially because it's the foundation that laid the groundwork for future games and becoming like one of the best series of all time. Yeah, I mean, if if anything defines this game, it's ambitious, right? Yeah, like, for sure. It goes real hard. Maybe the beaver will return. Oh, yeah, we got to we got to uh, get those guys back. Did somebody I don't know how I don't know if this is substantiated, but somebody in the discord said that the beavers were the base for Moogles. Yes, they I are. Think, yeah, they yeah. Are. that's kind of what I assumed, at least from the previous mm -hmm. time we spoke, which is for the listener. It's been like weeks since we recorded the last episode. So yeah, yeah. I think I did mention like, yeah, these seem like uh, the Moogle, the proto Moogles. I mean, it reminds me a lot of the room in FF6 where you see all the Moogles. I was like, oh, this is the same thing. But I didn't know that, like, they literally were, like, like that was the basis for the Moogles. That's that's interesting. Interesting, indeed. Speaking of, like, Final Fantasy creatures and them in this game, we talked a little bit last time about uh, the Chocobo. And, Curtis, you were saying how it, like, pops its head out of the grass. Yeah, yeah. Um, an interesting thing that I saw when I was trying to get the chocobo so that I could make it back to the dreadnought was that if I was holding down um, the movement thing, the sprite stayed on the screen. So it was just some weird, I don't know if it was like a tech limitation that made it look like it was popping its head out. But if you're walking the entire time, you will see the chocobo the entire time. It doesn't disappear. What? Hmm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Well, I will test that out the next time I go to a <laughs> Chocobo forest. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it surprised me because I remember trying to find it, but I was like, I was just walking around and it was there the entire time. I was like, oh, nice. And then if I like stopped and stood still, then I would only see it for a couple of frames each time. Okay. Do you have to look for it in the pixel remaster? Because I did not remember having no, to look for no. it. No, no. In the pixel okay. remaster, it's just there the whole time. So they made it easier for babies. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Well, I think that is probably is a, a decent place to leave it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we got we got our mission ahead of us. We can do some side quests early by ship. accident, like I did in uh, really? Pixel Remaster. Yeah, oh, yeah. I a did lot so of people go to the tropical um, uh, island yeah. first for some reason. That seems to be like a common, and and if at this point in the game, especially in Pixel Remaster, it's you're capable of fighting what's in there, even though it's a later yeah. game mm -hmm. dungeon. Really? But you can't yeah. you can't do anything. 
I so. think I think I might have gone to diced and couldn't figure out how to make any kind of progress. So then maybe I actually no, because in my screenshots I'm just like Layla has joined the party, and then immediately I'm in the tropical like uh, island or whatever, and I was like, oh okay. But like <laughs> I get the loot that you get there, which is something that we don't need for a good while. So mm-hmm. it wasn't really. I guess we uh, can talk about it briefly because I yeah I went I went straight for that little like like I knew diced was in the north. East, and I had to kind of go south anyway to get to that part of the ocean. Mm-hmm. So I'm already passing by the tropical ocean, which or tropical island in the middle of the ocean. Um, yeah, I think it's also like we have full agency now over the ocean, so we can kind of just go around anywhere that we haven't been on the map, which is, you know, getting less and less uh, of a thing um, now that we have the boat. So I was kind of just like looking around, and the enemies in the sea aren't too bad to deal with, especially in the pixel remasters. So. Yeah, so that's the that's why I found my way there. Okay. Yeah, I found it's a it's a cool little dungeon. I know the Pixel Remaster like looks like in one level there's like vines hanging over. Yeah. The because uh, it is just an island with a cave on it. That's pretty much the whole thing. Yeah, but if you've gone there and you're following along with the podcast, you do not have to continue in there because that is something that will become apparent in a little bit. Really? Yeah. No, that's a a, a mandatory thing that we have to do for later on. Interesting. Because I, I I got pretty far in there and was able to buy some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I guess we'll come back to this. Yeah. We'll put a pin in that. Put a pin in that island. Well, That's where I got my Scourge Tome. Oh, oh nice. Oh, okay. Yep. okay. Yeah, no. maybe worth getting the, the t- well, m- magicians drop that shit like it's candy, so. Yeah. <laughs> also, yes, thank you, B, for coming Oh, well, thank you for having me. I'm sorry I'm, like, super low energy because I've been sick, but no, I like, I like too, I like talking about it, and I think you guys are a lot of fun, so. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, if there's anything more you want to speak on, um, feel free. If there's any more two stuff that you want to talk about that you didn't get to talk to about yet. You know, <laughs> honestly, it. I just wish people would give two a chance <laughs> because yeah, <laughs> I because it. I feel like every time best Final Fantasy comes up, this argument always comes down to, oh, two so bad, and I'm like, have you played it? Well, yep. I played like 10 minutes and I like couldn't make it further than that because okay, okay. XYZ. And I'm like, well, then you haven't played the game. So you're just pooping on it because that's popular opinion. I couldn't even beat those Black Knights in the beginning. This game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to. Yeah, like you're supposed to. Wait, have you guys played the PS1 version? I have not. I have not. Okay, so the PS- PS1 version, don't play it. But if you do, it does have cool <laughs> graphics with it. Like they gave um, like high def. I don't know high def if, is the right word, but like look up uh, the YouTube PS1 intro because it makes the intro in 3D. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh nice. Oh yeah. The um, I think that also happened on uh, the PSP version that I was playing in Final Fantasy One. So I can probably boot that up on my. Uh, oh yeah. On my Vita, I, I'll have to check that out. Was it Final Fantasy Origins two or whatever? They do like a yeah. full like. FMV. Yep. Here, I I got it. I got. I found it too. It's wow. Oh, whoa! This is awesome. Man, my YouTube has been buffering like crazy lately. This is 2003, right? This is like, yeah, this is. Yeah, I like seeing Mateus and um his long fingernails. <laughs> He's very ahead of his time. Nice. 
Which, by the way, that's the other thing. I, I, I also just really like Mateus as a character. I know that you were not at that part, but you've seen little bits and pieces of him at this part. And I feel like he's, again, another one of those prototype characters. He's kind of the prototype for Kefka in a lot of ways, too. Yeah, yeah. 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 Also, the Amano art for Mateus is so sick. I mean, yeah. you can say that about literally anything that Amano draws. True. But- but especially, like, very, very, very cool looking. Have we actually heard the name Mateus in the game yet? I don't think so, no. I think we've heard, like, the Emperor, right? The Emperor, but never yeah. Mateus at this point. Oh my god, wait, is that Fury? I'm watching this right now, and I'm, I like, <laughs> if there's a character that just has white hair, but it Furion has the... Kerchief or thing on the top yeah, of his head or something? I, hmm, maybe he, oh, he yeah, doesn't yeah, get him. the bandana until after that's when he truly became theory on fantasy too <laughs> the yeah. bandana is a powerful look it, yeah. it, it takes a lot of leveling up before you can get to that yeah it's true <laughs> yeah in this cutscene he doesn't have it that's a weird choice yeah. i wonder if it's supposed to imply that like because the amount it's based the version in the pixel remaster is based on the amano art which is like looks more kind of like an armor type mm-hmm. of thing like a really kind of ornate beautiful which i don't think a bunch of just orphans would just have be wearing that. Yeah, that's a good point. So maybe it's supposed to be like a later game design. Shoutouts to uh, Al's replay as well, who uploaded this video, where uh, the names are uh, Alan, Sandy with an I, Jimbo for Guy, and <laughs> Jay for Leon, which is sick. <laughs> I love Jimbo, dude. God, I, I Jimbo. love seeing what people <laughs> named their characters. <laughs> but yeah, that's Final Fantasy 2. Well, yeah, Alex, we did it. We beat it. Oh my you- gosh. What <laughs> is... Oh, this... Sorry, I got to show you guys a screenshot of what they all look like because I don't know what they did to Guy. Oh, guy, I know, I know. Guy, I'm excited. Guy looks like a like a forty five year old man. He looks like I'm, he grills. <laughs> he looks like he grills. <laughs> there you go. I posted it. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, look at those those fellows. I could see Guy like. Good cooking grilling up some like vegan burgers because he's like no why would i why would i cook like animals like those are my homies i talk to them yeah short hair maria yeah this is a really cool it does look a little blurry i'm not sure if this is ai upscaling or not oh man yeah, this fmv is sick it's actually really good it, it also like just seeing people like seeing the 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 main characters just running through the city that's like on fire just very much reminds me of like the intro of like Resident Evil two or three. It actually reminds me of Legend of Dragoon in a lot of ways too. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. damn man, they're going they're going hard on these uh on these dark nights. That's sick. Yeah, these early like ports were actually pretty. They seem pretty ambitious. Like I remember like playing uh, Tactics and they and the later versions have like those big also fmv intros as well yeah that was really cool it's wild that's sick before square enix started getting too busy for that shit and <sighs> yeah they're just like ff7 forever <laughs> we have, i yeah, guess we indeed. have 16 yeah that's almost out right it is yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe we'll talk yeah. about that someday yeah too many games dude too many games coming too out. many are, games are you guys oh, gonna Lord. play it right away or are you gonna play? i don't have a ps5 Oh, that's, yeah. Okay. Same. Yeah, I feel like I have to. I should probably do it and then let Curtis borrow my PS5. <laughs> I thought about buying a PS5 and then the game and then selling them both when I'm done. But I'm kind of like, <laughs> fuck it, man. I'll just either borrow it or I'll just play it when it comes out on PC if it ever does. 
It, it, yeah. They said that it will. It probably just won't be for like another year or so. Yeah. I'll just stream it all in Discord, Curtis, so you don't have to play it. There we go. Ah. <laughs> we um, can just uh, talk, do a whole season talking about Carl's playthrough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex, would you like to toss us into the engine of the Dreadnought destroying it and then making your way out in a cutscene? <laughs> yeah, sure. I can do that. Uh, thank you again, B, for coming on. Thank uh, you. People... Go follow B on Twitch. Eyes on B. Um, it's always just a hoot watching your whole stream. It's just it's so wholesome and completely chaotic and at the same time. B, thank you so for good. rating thank me you. that one time when I was on the in the, when I was pooping. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I rated Curtis like a couple weeks ago, <laughs> and it was a very large raid number. I don't remember how much, but it was one like of the biggest I've ever gotten. Yeah. I, and humble brag. I was like. Uh, all right. Well, hey guys, let's go say hello to Curtis. Curtis just literally went live, and the first thing I see in chat is Curtis being like, "I'm in the middle of a poop." Well, I, I, sometimes I like to like when I go use the bathroom before a stream or during a break. I just like to get on the Twitch app and be like, "Hey everybody, I'm pooping," and like <laughs> I, I type in like I, I was typing something like, "Oh, let me tell you, I'm struggling in here in the bathroom. This is a bad poop right now." Be like, rated. I'm like, "Oh no." <laughs> <laughs> but um i also am on youtube under eyes on b i'm trying to do a little bit more with that like i um just recently interviewed ben star the voice of clive wow oh um, wow yeah. so i have not been able to post that i cannot post it until the 22nd but um i'm excited to be able to share that trying cool, to so get that looks into like that kind of stuff more I'm gonna yeah, and that's youtube.com slash at eyes on B, same way it's spelled on uh yes. on Twitch. YouTube yeah. recently introduced the handles and it's still kind of weird to have an at after a slash, but uh yeah. I'm subscribing yeah, I to you ahead right now. Subscribed. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I'm subscribe. Yeah, I didn't even know that about <laughs> the ats. You have to subscribe. We subscribe. We all subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I say subscribe as past tense. It's it feels Yeah, I gotta start right. doing that. Subscribed. Oh, yes. Why am I not subscribed? Look at this. <laughs> You're talking about Mel Saul Delta. Oh my gosh. Do you have a video that is it very exciting to me personally as a big mid fan? <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy V mid fan? Yeah. The history of mid? Let's yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. Because when they revealed mid, I actually was really excited because I was like, oh my God, this is a Final Fantasy V reference. I'm going to. That's so exciting. But there's so many other mids in the series, which is like, it sounds so funny. Like, it sounds like I'm yeah. calling <laughs> it's funny to be like, the series is so mid. <laughs> and that, that's what made it really hard to come up with a title for that because I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. That's awesome. I love mid. I will keep an eye on that. But yeah, um, thank you for listening, listeners at home and in the car with friends, with your dogs and your cats, your frogs. Frogs. <laughs> thank you to Neither Ran for the theme music. Thank you to Nobu Oimatsu for the game music. Thank you to The Gooch for the game. The Gooch. Thank you uh, for be it. sure to rate, review, subscribe wherever you're listening to us. You can <laughs> Thank you, Katase and The Gooch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so You're much. You're listening to Square Enix in the morning with Katase and the Gooch. <laughs> <laughs> you can drop us a line or a text at 530 Materia. And you can uh, find us at every FNFF on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. 
and be sure to hop into our Discord. And as always, trust in podcast doesn't say much for the space you got between your ears. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. We'll see you next week. Thanks again, BD.